0: How may I
1: take your order today?
0: I don't wanna. It's hard.
1: Well, then we'll be sitting here for a while, Mr. Grumpy (sighs) Pants.
0: But, like, what do you say after the welcome part?
1: Two blankets.
2: Hey, today we are gonna be doing this. My name is Gabe. And then Rachel and I will introduce ourselves.
0: Okay, um... All right. I'm just nervous.
2: You got this.
0: Welcome back to Blanket Fort Books. This is episode 11, where we talk about some year-end things and also about um, just some fun, total blackout. I don't remember why we are recording this podcast episode here. Over to Whitney to take over.
2: Great intro. Um yeah, we're gonna be talking about our favorite and least favorite things that we watched and read and indulged in in twenty twenty. And we are also going to be discussing things our media wish list for twenty twenty one. So
1: yeah, I'm Whitney.
0: And I am this A- is Rachel. And that's Rachel. I am
1: I am Rachel. Whitney stop <laughs> trying to be me. I'm that's Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. I'm Rachel. Yes, Um, but first, let us start this episode off how we always do, by talking about what we're into. Oh, I'm going to go first because I either think that you guys are going to greatly appreciate it or not know what the heck I'm talking about. Okay. It's one or the other. I have been passionate about buying movies. No, no, I've just been desperate in buying movies through Amazon and YouTube and getting the extras that don't just come on your basic subscriptions. Oh, I was, I was looking for one of my childhood favorites, which YouTube did have, but I had to buy it for $15. (laughs) (laughs) And I did with no consideration. I just knew I needed it. Slappy and the stinkers.
0: Oh, that's not what I expected i don't really remember you- that
1: the heck is slappy and the stinkers well clearly you guys are not living your best life if you don't know slappy and the stinkers it is a movie about a group of wait, children. i have
2: a wait, wait wait let me guess okay it's about a hockey team no okay slappers and then like a stinky gym bag And I thought like the gym bag might come to life And it's like the gym bag and the hockey stick Falling in love oh my god I just wrote the greatest movie ever
1: So that's the sequel that has nothing to do With the first one that's what that will be Gabe do you have any idea
0: I think it was A cartoon and is There okay maybe not a cartoon Is there a dog in it
1: Like yeah
0: Is it slappy is he a dog
1: No no, well, kind of, he's a sea dog He's a seal, or a sea lion Seal Oh, he's, he's so slappy,
0: cause he's a He's got the little flippers
1: And the stinkers Are the, little, the group of children who they go to this Aquarium place And they see him, and they're like, he's so Sad This <laughs> sucks, and then they see that he has Like a mean owner guy Director of this aquarium place So they sneak him out And bring it back to like their school which they live at but it's not like a rich school anyway and um that they have to like deal with this like hiding this slappy and he Mm -hmm. reeks like fish and constantly wants to eat fish wait i think i've seen this yeah well i own it now so you're gonna see it again this is bringing back so many memories and i'm forgetting the the main adults names maybe you're gonna do a quick little search but anyway they like at one point they bring the seal sea lion sea dog to go into their like principal's hot tub but because so they unplug it and add a bunch of salt and make it like a cold salty tub <laughs> and it's funny and he has a dog oh and my then, god i've definitely seen this it's so good and then um We and then at one point I say we I feel like I'm one of the kids at one point they make one of their friends take him home and he has to like sleep with him in his bed and the seal keeps making all these gross coughing noises so his mom's like oh my child you have such a bad cough so gives him some cough medicine and he hates it but then the seal takes it and gets like drunk on cough medicine (laughs) and then goes ballistic in his bedroom anyway amazing. I just it's good.
0: A fun tragic fact I can tell you after I googled it is that it only made eighty thousand and eight hundred and thirty seven dollars in the box office.
1: No. <laughs> That's I enough understand. to buy
0: three like two good cars.
1: I probably was in <laughs> one of the only people who liked it as much as I do and to date still like it. It is a masterpiece and well, it should be a requirement for all children to watch.
0: Since I'm on the Wikipedia page, would you like to know what um Rotten Tomatoes has to say about it?
1: Oh, I know they're going to be totally wrong, but as
0: yes. as of July 2014, this film holds a 0% rotten rating on review aggregator <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. It has a zero.
2: That's impressive. <laughs>
0: did you okay. buy the worst children's movie of all time and i'm just joking i don't i don't think i've seen this so i'm not gonna say that but
1: well it's nostalgic so that makes it like 12 times better but i had it on vhs i used to watch it all the time that and baby genius
0: there's like no information really about this movie from what i can see it's just i it's see a, a cult plot
1: favorite
0: i just see a plot in the yeah. cast in the box office.
1: oh yeah what are the adults names who play the teachers uh, I don't know. Never mind, doesn't matter. Well, it does cuz they did brilliant performances. Morgan
0: J- yeah? Jennifer Coolidge as Harriet. Oh, yeah. we love Jennifer Coolidge.
1: And who does yes, Morgan? Yes. We
2: do love Jennifer Coolidge. Um B.D. Wong.
1: I've only seen him in this, but he's exquisite.
0: Yeah, what he doing? He's 60. He doesn't look 6. Oh, that's pictures from 2008.
1: <laughs> Anyway, that's my thing I'm into this week and for the rest of my life and up until this point in my life, Floppy and the Stinkers.
2: Okay. Well, that's very exciting. Um, I am just on a deep dive now. Oh my God, BD Wong voiced uh, Lee Shang in Mulan. Oh,
1: oh I'm wow. sorry. I... Didn't have a good enough reaction for that. <laughs> yeah, there was no reaction. I was excited. I, yeah. All right, moving he's, on.
0: He's in Jurassic Park and the Jurassic World franchise, playing the same character. So that's actually he's had a career. That's a that's cool that he was in the original and then he came back for Jurassic World.
1: He clearly he, peaked in Slappy, but yeah, yeah.
2: Well, what I'm into. I was going to talk about last week, but I waited for you, Rachel, because I know you're going to be excited. And I also know that you're already aware that I experienced this. Um, and I want to talk about where the crowd had sang by Delia Owens. Oh, okay, good. Rachel good. has been telling me to read this. And then I good had the audiobook on hold on my library app. And when I first put it on hold, the wait time was like 60 weeks or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it finally... Became mine, and I listened to it, and I cried. Yeah, and it was amazing. Oh, hmm. so it is about this little girl who has a very like toxic family, and she grows up on this marsh, and the marsh pretty much raises her, and she raises herself, and she just ends up living in this marsh and collecting feathers, and it's just so cute but she has like some very very hard times and everyone abandons her and it's devastating and i've never rooted for a main character more than i have for kaya oh it was so good it was so good like oh every time someone new would come into her life i was like you better treat her right and then they didn't and then i
1: cried (laughs) oh
2: it was amazing
1: yeah, I remember when I was listening to the audiobook, every time somebody new came, I was like, get off of her property now. <laughs>
2: yeah, was I like was harmer. like, don't you dare.
1: <laughs> like, go away.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And it was so cool because it also, um, so it's set in the 60s, and it would also, every few chapters, it would flip ahead a few years um. And there was like a murder mystery going on. So that was also fun because you were like, how does this connect to the main character and what's going on? And then the guy who was murdered, we like meet him and we're like, oh my God, how does this happen? And it was just crazy. And we like, the novel takes place over the main character, Kaya's like entire life. So we just get to watch her grow up and become an adult. And then like, make something of herself become successful against all odds and I'm emotional it was amazing it is so good highly highly recommend
1: oh so so good mm-hmm. yeah I'm glad you got to listen to that yeah it
2: was loved it the audiobook is really really good too so I recommend
1: that it is really good I spent too much money on it but it is so good and I have it forever I patiently waited yeah. for 60 weeks from the library. My nanny gifted me the book like to pa- like cuz we always pass books around in the family. Yeah. Read this and then I purchased the audiobook for way too much money and never read the book.
2: <laughs> I do that all the time. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so Gabe, what you been doing?
0: Um so I am literally in the middle of of a film that i can't like i'm gonna finish it but it's scary so i have to watch it in little bursts and get back to it when i'm feeling a little less anxious and that's just how i am with scary movies typically but this movie is called his house and it's on netflix and it is a 2020 horror thriller um you know, it, you wouldn't think it was a horror thriller, judging by the synopsis, which is uh, it tells the story of a refugee couple from South Sudan struggling to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface. It's pretty vague. And this could just be, you know, this could be nonfiction. However, it is quite twisted and... Um, it's got some scary jump scares, the t- the kind oh, I no. don't like. But I'm I'm really, like, very quickly I got invested and wanted to find out what happens to these people. So I'm, like, halfway through the movie, and I might finish it tonight. But I just know I'm loving it so far. It's just difficult for me.
2: Ooh, yeah, you told me to watch that, and I definitely will. But... I think
0: you'll like it. It's a lot like... Um, it's kind of like a haunted house horror movie type thing, but...
2: <gasps> okay, a haunted house is my favorite horror setting.
0: Yeah, that's um, exactly what this is, um, except it's about, um, like, refugees that were that are being placed in a, like, uh, what do you call it, like a townhouse built for refugees, and it's not, it's not too great. It's a shady uh-huh. area, and Ooh. suddenly weird things start happening and the community is scary kind of that makes it extra scary so i would highly recommend
2: well i can't wait to hear your thoughts when you finish it
0: yeah so yeah i'll give it another try tonight and then hopefully i can make it through the scary stuff nice maybe i'll watch midsummer right after
2: Oh my gosh don't do that to yourself
0: yeah but like if i got through one scary movie maybe i can just watch another scary one right after because you said there's no jump scares in midsummer so
2: there's no jump scares it is very um it's a slow burn but it gets there and it's devastating
0: yeah his house was and it had two jump scares in 10 seconds 15 minutes into the movie And I was like, oh, yeah, that was frightening and rude. Oh,
2: no, that is so rude.
0: Yeah, that's all I have to say about that one.
2: (laughs) Should we start off with our favorite things from 2020? Do we want to go around and say our favorite thing? Mm
1: -hmm. I do want to say one thing that kind of shocked me when I was... Doing some research, like, I was just looking at lists of things that were released in 2020 that were awesome. So I was like, tell me all the TV shows released. Tell me all the movies. Tell me all the books. And I'll just go through, see what I've watched, and then go from there. I have watched no movies that were released in 2020 and read no books that were released in 2020. <laughs> nothing new. Nothing at all. TV shows, right. on the other hand, completed. A lot of them. Wow. Well. I
2: have a situation. Um, so I already discussed this with Gabe because he did his favorite things and least favorite things that came out in 2020. I did my favorite things and least favorite things that I consumed in 2020 because that's like when I do like my favorite and least favorite, like books of 2020 on my booktube channel, a little self promo, go subscribe. Um, that's how I would do it, not things that came out. So I, th- I think I might have done it wrong, but I'm going to stick to it.
0: That just stick indicates I'm the only one that gets around, clearly.
2: Well, I did watch a lot of movies that came out in 2020, and I read a good amount of books that came out in 2020. I just did not
1: Live focus
2: my list on that. I just did things that I consumed personally. So we're going to be a little all over the place, but... That's okay. This is how I wanted to do it.
0: <laughs> Someone ch- share their version because I don't want to go first.
1: Well, I'm gonna start with my TV faves, and they mostly consist of Netflix, but not only. Um, go for it. So I finished BoJack Horseman. When that came out, what seems like a million years ago. Was that
0: ago. even this year?
1: It was. I did check. Yes, it came out like January, like second. That
0: was 2020.
1: That was two so years ago. It was. 15 years ago and all i have to say without going into every season and how much i love will arnett and how much i love bojack horseman and how much i relate to bojack horseman i love that show it wrapped itself up well Mm
0: -hmm. i think i agree
1: and i shed a tear at the end of this adult cartoon like how
0: only a tear
1: no, it was a moment. I'll just leave it at that because I'm not gonna go into how much I cried there, over BoJack.
0: The last two seasons of that show were just so good. It was like oh. crying every three episodes, sort of thing. It just oh,
1: it's so good. Yeah. So that was the kickoff to 2020. Was the release of BoJack? The well, that's pretty season. good. Um, since then I have watched a lot of Big Mouth, which did not all come out this year, but a new season did i tried to get whitney to watch it the other day and she just straight up refused which i get <laughs> sorry i really hate adult cartoons well this I one's didn't. even worse because it's like it's intense it's it's like a deep-rooted fear i uh, totally understand so i'm not gonna say that whitney should watch it and i can't remember if gabe's ever listened to me to actually watch big mouth
0: i've watched the episodes with you
1: okay well there, you watch
0: more that was like two. um
1: also 2020 brought us the forensic files reboot reboot wait really that we know <laughs> i know i didn't know that 2020 felt like it was 12,000 years long but yes forensic files reboot happened and to be honest i've actually only captured a couple episodes of the newer one and i don't want to say it was the absolute best because of course anyone who's obsessed with forensic files like me and whitney are the narrator had passed away so the new one is just not going to compare it's just they did i think they made a good choice with how they went but it will never compare to the ones that you watch as you're falling asleep and while you're sleeping and wake up and tell netflix that yes you're still there and watching yeah (laughs) yeah um i also started a show from amazon prime um called the hunters And it's a very interesting premise for anyone who hasn't started to watch it yet. Um, It is um, based on people who were, uh, well, both Nazis in the Second World War and also prisoners in the Second World War, after the war, who are still trying to find each other and kill each other. So there's people who are still hunting the Jewish people and people who are hunting Nazis back and trying to eliminate them. Oh my. It is a very over the top, very cinematic, very intense, a lot of violence from the get go, but it is very interesting. Um, That sounds good. It is good. Like I wouldn't say it's the best thing I've ever seen, but I really don't know how to compare it. It's just kind of, it's a different artsy way to portray it. And it's kind of funny too, which is weird because the subject matter. But yeah, that's my few things that I came up with and really enjoyed in 2020. If there's anything good in 2020, those were that.
2: That's awesome. I'll go ahead with my favorites. I did a bit of a list. I won't go too into um, most of them. A lot of them I've already talked about, uh, but I'll just kind of list some off that I've already talked about. And then I will go into my all-time favorite book that I read in 2020, did not come out in 2020. So, my favorite TV show, even though I just watched it of 2020, was The Queen's Gambit. 10 out of 10. Amazing. Still obsessed. I didn't really watch too much TV in 2020. I don't know why. Or if I did, it was in January and I've forgotten everything. You
0: watched (laughs) Euphoria this year, but it came out last year.
2: Oh, I did watch Euphoria this year. Well, Euphoria is also on that list. It was really, really good. Um excited for more euphoria coming um also haunting of hill house i really liked i
1: i was too scared to watch that
2: it was scary i think i still have an episode left i'm not gonna lie but i enjoyed it a lot (laughs) (laughs) um movies um my all-time favorite movie from this year did not come out this year i'll stop prefacing that but (laughs) 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 um was little women i can't stop watching it i'm so obsessed also loved midsummer um I watched um, Carol for the first time this year, and that is an all-time favorite movie.
0: That's going back five years.
2: But I watched it for the first time. This is how I'm doing it. Mind your business. I'm just
0: I'm just <laughs> gonna roast. I'm just roasting.
2: No. Anyway. so I watched a lot of movies this year because um, Gabe and I had like a movie roulette where we would let Google pick. A number out of like a long list of movies we had and then we just watch it and it was really fun that's pretty much it for movies oh also three billboards outside of ebbing missouri incredible that one like i think about it like every day
0: mm-hmm. I, I know that you've so definitely mentioned Dude. it
1: i mm-hmm. need that yeah you, you do you do need a it a quick little summary of this in our podcast info so everyone can remember what they have to go and watch yes um. absolutely
0: yeah well uh, we can start that up in our discord's recommendations and feedback session section channel
2: yeah we should uh post our discord
0: for yeah people to join um so, so that'll be a thing there'll be a little <laughs> link a little URL you can just click it and join up yeah if Whitney That's remembers crazy. to put it there
1: oh I will. Shade. Shut your mouth! Did you put I the? It everyone tweet angry things. I have things a question. A what? I'm just
0: Did you put a link to that interesting read in the description of our last podcast <laughs> episode?
2: No, I didn't.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm one voted off the podcast. I mean, just Whitney, I'm a- I need to do a good shout out. Whitney does like so much social media actually let me all of the social media
0: is true <laughs> comes
1: out of Whitney's uh, beautiful head and wonderful fingers which makes it go on to the internet. Um, Thank you. Gabe does the editing because he does those things so well. Um, I do nothing but show up but that's all that I need to do because because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to do.
0: <laughs> I'm just mean and saved that for ammunition.
2: <laughs> you are very mean. Gabe is very sneaky and it upsets me. He like holds on to things and he'll be like like 5 years down the road he'll be like, "Well, remember this one thing that you did?" And I was like, "You have never
1: mentioned that." <laughs> yeah, sneaky. Gabe's good at that.
2: Okay. Now I'm going to move on to my favorite books of 2020, which I read some good books in 2020. Um, So I read Hunger by Roxanne Gay, which was a memoir by Roxanne Gay, who is an incredible feminist writer. Um, It's about um, body dysmorphia, eating disorders, huge trigger warning, but it was absolutely incredible. The Glass Castle by Jeanette Walls, another memoir because we love a memoir, which is about Jeanette Walls' childhood, which was so, so beautiful. Did you read hated this year? I still haven't read that. I'm sorry. Oh, top of my list. I will read that very, very soon. I what promise. What was that? Educated yeah. by Tara Westover, I think. Yeah. Rachel lent it to me and I haven't read it yet. Oh, OK. Um, my Dark Vanessa by um, Kate Elizabeth Russell. I think this is one that I read back in January. And I have I only gave this book four stars. It wasn't even like an all time favorite, but I have not been able to stop thinking about it. Um, It's about a young girl, a 15-year-old girl, who gets groomed um, by her English teacher, and they have a relationship, and it's about her. It kind of tells the story in flashbacks of when she was 15, and then when she's an adult woman, and the effects that that relationship still had on her, and oh my gosh, it was devastating. So, so good. Okay, one more book, and then I'll shut up. So, my all-time favorite book of 2020 was Know My Name by Chanel Miller. Um, And Chanel Miller is the woman who was sexually assaulted by Brock Turner. And this is her memoir. And it was absolutely devastating and so beautifully written. I listened to the audiobook of this as well and she narrates it. And there is a part during the end where she cries and I cried and it was so incredibly beautiful. This is like a must read um memoirs are definitely like my favorite thing to read and this is my favorite one that i've ever read i don't think anything will ever top it so so beautiful and that case is just so unjust and unfair and that was a very difficult book to read but a Mm -hmm. very very important one whoa yeah i also read a lot of romance this year on a different note I, like, got into the romance genre, and, like, I'm here for it. If anyone has any recommendations, let me know.
0: Your Goodreads has given me, like, a little flash every once in a while of, like, Whitney read this and gave it four out of five stars, and I'm like, all I see is the cover, and I'm like, and then, wow, like, you (laughs) have (laughs) descended.
2: I just got really into, like, cheesy,
1: sexy romances, (gasps) and they all have- a Dangerous Age, and did not put that on your top 2020 reads. I did read A Dangerous <laughs> Age. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was fantastic. This is oh my god!
0: This is now turned into a podcast starring two 60-year-old women who read Harlequin novels. And okay, that's what we not talk about. I read
2: Harlequin novels. I read Regency romances, and I read modern-day romances featuring... Diverse main characters and heavy on the consent. Those are the kind of romances I like, not friggin cowboy romances. Thank you very much. I'm pretty
0: sure you gave one of those like four out of five stars and I saw it like today. I have never
2: read a cowboy romance.
0: Well, there was one like the ones that have like the hot buff guys on the front and nothing else. And it's called like Dirty Desire by J.P., Fred Brinson I've
2: never read one called Dirty Desire. The ones you're talking about are by Talia Hibbert and all the main characters are like so diverse and beautiful. Um her the one the first one in her Ravenwood wood series that I just finished. The first book features an autistic black main character and it is such amazing representation. So, it just happens to have a buff dude and a hot girl
1: on the cover. So, I own two intense romance novels that Gabe is referencing right now. And I received them secondhand from Gabe's mother.
0: I think you told me about that a long time ago.
1: <laughs> They're still somewhere in my possession. I've never read them. I just remember like flipping through them and being like, ooh, spicy. And then just never read them. Incredible.
0: Well, those are for old people.
2: Well, I'm gonna come back here next week, and I'm gonna have a whole list of cowboy romances
1: that I've read and loved. If you just, I am not ashamed. Like you, I think we should choose that as a read-along. Like we're just gonna have to choose a cowboy romance, and we're just gonna have to read it and pick it apart. Like there's a place
0: called Pornhub.com that I feel like (laughs) if
1: yeah, we're doing the pre. Pornhub it, version.
0: Yeah, like if those people who like those books knew that Pornhub was a thing, there's equally
1: anything it's like
0: I feel like there's yeah. some good stories to be found. Do you know
1: the suspense no. they put you through in a book? Way better than what Pornhub can provide. If you can find me like a
2: great video on Pornhub that's like Regency era and the guy like kisses her hand and it's like the most sensual experience
1: like yeah. great great I'll watch that
0: I don't think and that I happens to know what the
1: girl's thinking and I want to know all yeah. her insecurities as this happens and how she yeah. overcomes that and sleeps with the cowboy or whatever yeah same so screw you Gabe
0: man I'm gonna let's be let's not
1: shame women
2: for liking things thank you goodbye (laughs) gabe
1: what did you like about 2020 things
0: i don't even
1: care anymore yeah i mean like we're not even gonna listen
0: (laughs) yeah you don't have to like i'm good because your lists were thick
1: no go for it one thing
0: uh whitney's cat apples
1: yeah (laughs) she was a pretty great release of 2020 she yeah. was renewed for
0: 2020. Well, I mean, she yeah. was probably born in 2017.
1: But... Yeah, but she got renewed every year. That's what I'm going to start saying instead of birthdays. is not you're yeah. an- another year older. You've been renewed for another season.
2: That's I love that. Yeah. But Gabe, you had something planned to talk about, and you need to talk about it now.
0: Yeah, but now I feel like I need to pick something more roast-worthy, because now I'm just aggressive for no reason
1: <laughs> well it's
2: too late now because we're here
0: okay well the there's only one good thing if there's just one thing to take away from 2020 for me and you've heard it from me before but i gotta talk to you about the number one album of the year you and-
1: finally finished ariana grande you did it it's it's ariana's she, new album she is your number one 2020 experience correct well i can't if, believe it if
0: i said yes would you accept that answer no
1: no no actually
0: because what if like it might be it's not it, it's not no
2: can i guess what it is
0: you know what it is because it is hasn't it? changed
2: oh, i sorry sorry i see my cat stretching in the background and it made me cry
0: oh yeah oh they're snuggling Wait, Two donuts. Did Laura, Mar-
1: did Laura Marling make it on your list? Because she had songs for my daughter come out this year.
0: Yeah, she did. She did make my list. Yeah.
2: Okay. Is your number one Sawayama?
0: Yeah. It still Yes. Is.
2: That's such a good album.
0: Yeah. The album is called Sawayama. And it was released by Japanese-British singer-songwriter Rina Sawayama. And it was uh, released pretty early this year, like February or something. So I had a lot of time to think about it. And I was thinking, will anything top this? And no, not really. Um, It's like full of unique production with tons of influence from 2000s radio hits metal and even j-pop uh the album's subject matter deals with her childhood uh growing up in a japanese family and what it was like moving to london i think everyone should listen to this like really because it's just one of those albums that has everything and that's all what i want to say really just stream What's your favorite by sawayama
2: what was your favorite um song off the album
0: um, that's a good question. I think the one that has unexpectedly latched into my soul, like, I think I think there's two actually that I'd pick out, um, Bad Friend and Chosen Family.
2: Those were the two I was about to say.
0: <laughs> Those really just put your hooks in you, but then also, like, yeah. even... I'm just trying to think like "Excess" and shut the fuck up and like Tokyo love hotel. Those are all great. L- love me for me. That's a good one. They're all oh, it's just bangers. All of them front to back, total singles, like dynasty yeah. opening track. Oh my God. Evanescence influence. Like it's just beautiful. And I want to listen to it on repeat forever. Um, You know, I guess while we're here, like I think I actually have... I haven't finished my album rankings, but just to give you some standouts to add on top of that, if you haven't listened to Fiona Apple's new album, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, you definitely should. Because that's a, a thick album of wonderful lyricism and really fun piano playing. So if you ever loved fiona apple or you know just want to get into some of that some of those political jams from this year fiona apple really served on that one um
1: do you release this list anywhere slash do you have a spotify playlist that people can go reach your rankings
0: um i actually do have a spotify playlist that i just kind of fill up called best of 2020 now that you mention it but that's actually just been for my like own personal use but since someone actually asked I could theoretically just tweet the link to the uh to that I playlist I
1: should so then anyone who wants to catch up on anything that Gabe thinks is of value for 2020 Yeah that's a great idea
0: Yeah like I I will usually I just throw together a, like a topsters infographic thing with like a grid of my top albums but I guess now that I am of influence and have a platform I'll just maybe tweet this this image
1: oh I do have a very important update for us Blanket Fort booksters yes is that what we're gonna call ourselves Blanket Fort besties okay I like that better I played our podcast for a very close friend, and we have officially influenced an individual to follow our advice. uh, Well, Gabe's advice on watching Zoolander. (laughs)
0: Huh?
1: We have influenced somebody listening to our podcast and now wants to go watch Zoolander.
0: Oh, I didn't think I had like an overly glowing review for that one. But I guess if they liked the things I said, you know, I think there was a part where I was like, well, if you like these things, you'll probably love Zoolander. So that's Immediately good. Immediately,
1: once that happened, the person came back and was like, let's watch it tonight. So oh. I just thought that was a good update. We are officially influencers.
0: Oh, okay. No, that's Amazing. It's good to have an op- opinion. Be trusted. That's always a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling.
2: We also have some low-key merch. <laughs>
0: Oh, you mean like the the gifts that you made for us?
2: Yeah, I got blanket fort books, mugs made for Rachel, Gabe, and I. And I'm very excited about
1: them. Mm-hmm. It was an awesome Christmas gift, which I unwrapped.
0: Oh, yeah, that is...
1: And wept.
0: Unparalleled.
1: <laughs> you did not.
2: <gasps> I wept later. Okay, I believe you. So should we move on to our most... Oh, my God there's a cat
0: yeah picked up a cat
2: I'm still at my parents so Gabe is still watching my cats and they are so cute
0: she's been kind of nice today
2: oh I miss her so much
0: yeah through the webcam feed Whitney is seeing me holding her precious baby apples like a little little infant she's looking a little grumpy today
1: look at her 5,000 toes She has so many toes.
0: (laughs) She has 22 beans in total. A polydactyl cat with mittens.
1: I only have... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to
2: say, I have two cats and Gabe has one cat and they all have extra toes. We love our polydactyl cats.
0: Oh, yeah. She's just great to squeeze. Like, I guess I'm serious when I say that apples is one of the best things of 2020. Like she's the best thing of any year because she's just like you squeeze her and it's like you just went through a dryer with a million dryer sheets. Like it's impossible to describe.
1: Yeah, she is a highlight. Um, When I was going through the worst of 2020 for myself, um, 2020 was the worst of everything, I think, in general. Yeah, there's a lot
0: to talk about.
1: But to leave all of the political and... (laughs) virusy news aside the worst thing that happened to me personally was the I don't know if this song was released this year or if it just caught on to TikTok which then like was contagioned over to Instagram it would be the oh no song by Capone (laughs) (laughs)
0: that can go I didn't expect you that to bother you so much
1: Maybe it's just for the sheer amount of times that I hear that when I'm just scrolling to see what's up in the world, and that is the worst thing that's personally affected me.
0: This is this is why I don't want TikTok because it'll ruin music for me. And but the
1: thing is, that song on TikTok then sneezed its way through
0: Instagram.
1: (laughs) It sneezed, and then Instagram caught it, and now Instagram has it, and. It's just nowhere is safe. I
0: think I might have seen a TikTok video that was shared on a on my Twitter feed that yeah, had that see, song. It's,
1: it's the true pandemic that no one's fighting.
0: I if I would fight it if I knew how, but I think any efforts are futile at this moment.
1: So that was the only thing I have to say.
0: Is that the it, only? That, is that the worst that's thing? Your
1: only. It's really been bugging me. <laughs> oh like, my god like that's oh, like kind of everything. how it well, felt about shape really of
0: funny. you by ed sheeran that's like, oh my god that's like the yeah. same that makes me have the same reaction because it certainly sneezed is putting it politely is what that mm-hmm. song did on the internet
1: yeah, yeah. i think TikTok well, in general ruins music but anyway
2: it does i agree um but i do still use tiktok because i am 80 and i am also 12 so yep mix um in there. So I have a bit of a list of things that disappointed me in 2020, but it's not as long as my favorites of 2020. So I think that's a good sign.
0: Are we going to have hot takes on this list? Because I'm excited.
2: Um, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. I have no hot takes. So really give us like full serve on these hot takes.
2: Well, I don't want to be. Make them sizzle. I I don't want to be too spicy, but we'll get a little spicy.
0: Yeah. This is the exciting Um, part.
2: So the first thing is something that I did to myself. This obviously was not going, this wasn't going to be something that I enjoyed. Okay. Um, But I did it. And that was, I watched the entirety of the Fifty Shades movies <laughs> in like a day and a half. <laughs> Whoa. While I was working. Um, and they were your brain.
1: Yeah. They
2: were um, worse than I thought they would be. This was my first time experiencing them. And they were pretty damn bad and i just don't know how anyone looks at that relationship and thinks oh my god like that's the dream like it's disgusting yeah but we all knew that um oh gabe is gonna appreciate this one um we watched the lovely bones this year (laughs)
0: That was this year, not 2019? Yeah. Oh my gosh. No,
2: that was this year. I went through my litter box.
0: I think that's the oldest movie besides uh, Slappy and the Stinkers that we've talked about this episode.
2: <laughs> it was that's bad and I'm sad. Because it stars Stanley Tucci and Seer Sharonin, And it was like one of the worst things
1: I've ever seen.
0: That movie is tone deaf and disgraceful. I
1: remember when that came out when we were in middle school and everyone flipped out and loved it. Oh, it was so
0: bad.
2: When he, like, fell down the hill.
0: Yeah, and that was, (laughs) and then later revealed that that was a last second inclusion because test audiences thought he didn't get what was coming to him enough on screen. So he was like, let's just add a FX shot of him falling to his death for a stupid reason, just because. And then then there was Such like a bad movie wasn't there like a, a potential for a cool twist at the end and then it didn't happen
2: yeah there was a lot that um did not happen um
0: and it's like three hours almost for some reason let's yes. just throw oh that my in God, there it was <laughs> it's like it was two rough. and a half hours of yeah uh, cgi fields and i don't know painful to watch creep moments
2: yep The last movie that I have to talk about is a bit of a spicy hot take, um, and that is Bombshell, which is about Fox News and the um, sexual harassment allegations. And I kind of hated this movie. (laughs) The more that I think about it, the more that I dislike it, um, because the subject matter was not handled correctly at all. Like, you could really tell that this movie was made by a man. It was not... It was just not sensitive it was not it didn't do the victims or like anyone involved in this justice and I really really disliked it which is a shame because I like a lot of the actors in it but
0: I when I watched bad. I don't really remember it enough at this point to feel upset because I'm sure if you told me all the problematic things about it I would totally be feeling the same way you do but it just wasn't a very memorable film anyway so i don't really remember what happens
2: like it wasn't great to begin with like there was nothing spectacular about it anyway
0: hair styling is the best part of that movie yeah that's that's a positive
2: (laughs) yes um i don't have any least favorite tv shows because i didn't watch any i don't think it's good it's
0: good to steer clear of a long 10-hour investment that's doesn't turn out well
2: yes very true um my most disappointing books of 2020 this one actually did come out in 2020 so i need a little pat on the back yeah um and i think this is kind of universal and this is the ballad of songbirds and snakes by suzanne collins which is the prequel to the Hunger Games trilogy, the beloved Hunger Games trilogy that we all read like in middle school. And this follows President Snow. And it was so bad, so boring. I read usually like at least 10 books a month. And I this was the only thing I read that month. And I didn't even finish it. Like it took me like a month and a half to read this one book because it was like lackluster and it just felt very like i don't know like thrown together um and of all the people who deserved like a prequel or an origin story it was definitely not president snow and it wasn't even like an origin story there was no reason behind it it was just like he was born evil and this happened and everything was shit and it was just not a good book at all r.i.p yeah very disappointing because I was very excited for this prequel. But before the book even came out, it was um, like the rights for the movie were bought. So maybe it'll be a good movie. It's going to be a musical because there's literally singing on every single page.
0: Yeah, that's so confusing.
2: I will watch the movie and we'll see how that's going to go. But I feel like it would make a better movie than a book, honestly.
0: Yeah, because it'll be shorter. Than that gigantic yes. Jesus. book of yeah. who knows what happens, because I haven't read it, but mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like an amazing time.
2: Yeah. Well, that's all I want to talk about for my most disappointing things. There were some other like obviously like mediocre, below average books that I read, but we'll leave it at that. So what about you, Gabe?
0: Uh so what what I wanted to talk about, which I kind of prepared the most for here. I will reiterate that I had the privilege of being able to avoid trash in general this year. Uh, nothing really jumps out at me in the media I consumed as being like completely below average. But what I think I'd like to comment on is the disappointing and disastrous launch that many people on the internet by this point are familiar with of one of the most anticipated games of the last near decade, Polish studio CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077. This is their repeatedly delayed follow-up title to what I think many would agree can be considered a modern classic, The Witcher 3. They did also adapt the Polish uh, Witcher novels into the video game franchise, which has been amazingly successful, and that's what gave it the spotlight in the Western market like it has today, uh, with the Netflix spin-off and so forth. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is based on a tabletop pen and paper RPG first created in the 1980s by Mike Pondsmith. And after the announcement of the video game adaptation, Witcher fans were generally excited to see the studio go toward a sci-fi direction in which you get to create a character from the ground up and get, hopefully, the same treatment as the Witcher games. So many years passed with three delays uh, the studio self admitting the employees were being subjected to crunch for over a year prior to its release date, working around the clock to get everything done in time for the deadline. Uh, they were criticized for it, as I think a studio should brightly be criticized in today's industry, because it's been pretty much confirmed that extended crunch leading up to a release does not create a better project. And this wasn't the only thing a Studio CD Project Red was criticized for during its development. Um, I don't want to get too into it but like i gotta touch upon the controversial and downright edgy marketing that this game received um like a staple to the cyberpunk universe would be like augmenting your body with interchangeable machinery and appendages and whatnot and cd project red would not leave certain little little fun ideas alone and I i think you might if you're following me appendages and things with machines Do you see where this is going? I think so. Okay. So they would not stop boasting that the character creator will allow you to select your special zone from a list. Uh, Like to your pref- to build it to your preference. Um so you get like regardless of your body type, you can slap on a a, a thing or like not a thing and you can
2: special zone.
0: <laughs> yeah, like your special area is customizable in Cyberpunk 2077 for literally nothing but cosmetic reasons to see basically on that character creation screen. However, it cleared. It was it kind of seemed clear that their hearts weren't in exactly the right place. Uh, where mar- when marketing also included um, artwork of an in-game advertisement as another attempt at using uh, the queer and trans community as a punchline and for hypersexualization and supposed shock value. Look it up. I don't really want to talk about it because it's kind of frustrating. Um, but the disappointing factor here. After all of this development from 2012 and looking forward to it, um, this game came out after so many delays and promises on, I think, December 10th. And the particular state that it was in when it came out uh, resulted in it, it its eventual removal from the PlayStation digital storefront completely until CD Projekt Red and Sony agree that it is in a playable state because people wanted all the refunds because that is this it turned into a slideshow hilarious glitches like way worse than like Skyrim or a Fallout game before it it was just like a tragedy especially on um, the PS4 and Xbox One versions if you have it on a newer system or a PC it works actually kind of okay so people were demanding refunds and um, I kind of saw this coming a long time ago, like something with that much time put into it and mix ups and weird PR moves had me kind of suspicious. So I was cautiously waiting to see how this would turn out as they were pretty vague up until like the last couple years. But it's kind of sad and um, they, they'll work on fixing it. But damn, there were some missteps. Too bad.
2: That is upsetting. That sounds very expensive for the
0: company. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I think yeah, this yeah. game, this game like, at least cost them, like, $100 million. They got Keanu Reeves to play a main character in, like, motion capture and voice record. It's hmm. absurd.
1: Oh, my God. Well, wish list. Do we want to go over what we're excited for or hopeful for?
2: Yes. Do you want to start?
1: <clears throat> yes. I will basically just run through my list. Some things I've already mentioned. The Hunters has been renewed again. so That's great. got to commit. A little thing. Now that BoJack Horseman has left my life, I've been replacing it with other cartoons, one being Tuka and Birdie. It's okay. I don't even really love that show that much, but it did get renewed. So what? I'm happy that I am. Have-
0: Excuse me. Is it renewed? I thought it got canceled.
1: I just read that it was renewed.
0: Is that the, the one by the same animators as BoJack Horseman?
1: Yeah, and it's... Tuca and Birdie and their lady roommates.
0: And there's one season right now.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it just got renewed for another one.
0: I'm pretty sure that Maybe was... Maybe not
1: on the platform. Maybe not on Netflix, but...
0: Yeah, Netflix canceled them.
1: Yeah, well I read they were renewed.
0: Oh my gosh, well, I mean, that's exciting because I, I usually don't like starting a show that I know is canceled because I'll be really disappointed, but that was a show after BoJack I was kind of interested in seeing, but...
1: I mean don't get your hopes up. I'm just happy that I read maybe it's maybe it's a lie. Yeah, okay. you might want to check. Um, <laughs> one that I know a lot of people in my life are loving and excited was renewed as The Mandalorian. So we have that coming in 2021. I have not even seen the first bunch cuz I'm not really into Star Wars, but I've been told I have to be. So we shall see. <laughs> if there's any um, if there's
0: any Star Wars media, I'll be trying anytime soon. It might be to watch The Mandalorian.
1: Mm. Archer has been renewed for another season which has brought me so much
0: joy Archer's long
1: it's in our 12th season is what they're gonna be going into. oh my
0: goodness that show's been going for 12 years
1: yeah sex education (sighs) renewed again and I love that show that's a good show you is coming out with season 3 this year guilty pleasure
0: oh get ready (gasps)
1: Um, oh no just for Whitney Spongebob is renewed again
0: oh that's great
1: just so you know so that's kind of those are the things that made my list of what I'm kind of probably going to get myself into this 2021 year
2: that's exciting
1: Yay! and I mean like if I could actually have a wish list and hope that Santa brings it to me next year like Pirates of the Caribbean but the one I wrote (laughs)
0: yeah i'd pay for that i'd fund that fully because before on stranger tides was released when rachel was very young she wrote an entire plot for a good pirates of the caribbean four and i'm sad that it was that didn't happen because it was good
1: yeah it was oh anyway that's my wish
0: (laughs) r.i.p to that wish
1: yeah You don't know
2: what 2021 has to offer for Rachel. On my list are some books and some book adaptations that I'm very excited for. So we have obviously the Dune movie, I Can't Wait to See, with Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet. Um, Also, Chaos Walking, which is based on... The Chaos Walking trilogy that was like, it's a YA dystopian that was super popular back in the day. Um, And this is starring Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. And I am so excited. The trailer came out recently and it looks really, really good. And the Shadow and Bone television series, which is based on um, The Grisha World by Leigh Bardugo, Um, the trailer for that just came out. It's being adapted by Netflix and. It sounds and looks really, really good, so I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much, but I'm really excited about that, too. Netflix. And I think that one comes out in March.
0: Netflix cancels everything, so I try not to get too excited about Netflix shows until they're on, like, their season two, and then I'm like, I'm going to start watching
2: it now. I know, and I'm really bummed because um, Sci-Fi, the network, was adapting my favorite young adult series, The Raven Cycle, and that got canceled and I'm still just crying over that. Mm. So I don't wanna get my hopes up over too many adaptations. Aside from that, some books that I am really excited for. Um, the first one is one that I've already pre-ordered and that is The Ones Were Meant to Find by Joan He. Um, If this book interests you at all, I highly recommend you go pre-order it because this author has been having a ton of trouble with their publisher, um, not paying them and um, not getting any royalties or any money for their book at all. Um, And they were having a really hard time um, getting it off the shelves too. I think they have found a different publisher um, and there is an edition that can be ordered, but make sure that you order the right one. Um, oh, I'm so sorry if you can hear dogs barking and yelling because I can. <laughs> um, then we have "Concrete Rose" by Angie Thomas, which is the prequel to The Hate You Give, which is an incredible book and an incredible movie about police brutality. Um, and this father fathers, this follows the main character's father when he was young, and I am so, so excited to read this. I loved that book, and it was so heartbreaking and so good. Ooh, okay, also The Bride Bet by Tessa Dare, which is the fourth book in my favorite Regency romance series, um, which was supposed to come out early this year, but it got pushed back to February of next year, so cannot wait to read that romance novel. Um, And the last one that I'm going to talk about is One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston which is a female-female romance. This is a young adult slash adult somewhere. Um,
1: There's adults.
2: There are some adults in it. Um, And this is by the same author who wrote Red, White, and Royal Blue, which is probably my favorite romance. That one is, I feel like I have said this synopsis so many times, but it is the son of the first female president of the United States and the prince of england and they get into a relationship and it is so beautiful casey mcquiston's coming out with a new book and i cannot wait and those are the things that i am excited for in 2021 if any of them get canceled or pushed back i am gonna be devastated
1: oh no i hope they don't oh no Oh no no, no 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 I no <laughs> <laughs> Um I do have to quickly update Tuca and Birdie has been renewed with Adult Swim.
0: Oh my gosh, since when?
1: Uh I didn't look at that. Uh May 29th. ninth.
0: What? Damn. Well now I can start.
1: Okay. <laughs> what are you excited for,
2: Gabe?
0: Uh, well, this sort of year with all the tragedy and delays and stuff, I just have learned not to put too many stakes and stuff, like stakes, pie stakes on things. So, I don't know, like, I hope Polish... It's
1: pie stakes. Me too. Like stakes of pie.
0: No, I mean, I don't want to make anything high stakes. Like, I don't want to count on things to come out because I've learned... Too many hard lessons about that. So, I don't know. I hope Polish Game Studio CD Projekt Red doesn't file for bankruptcy um, because they're currently being sued by investors over Cyberpunk 2077. (laughs) uh, And they still haven't put it up on the PlayStation Store. So, (laughs) um, they might be in trouble. This could destroy them. But, you know, I, I think they can learn from their mistakes. And... They were putting Poland on the map. <laughs> <laughs> on the map? Yeah, I don't um, know. That's that's probably rude.
1: Yeah, not that many people knew about Poland up until this point.
0: Well, it's true. In the gaming no, industry?
1: I mean, maybe. I don't
0: think there's any game studios in Poland. Anyway, that's... Okay, that's I just, took
1: it literally as Poland on the map. That's right. just
0: me. That's just my kind heart hoping for the best for a giant corporation. Because that's obviously where my priorities lie. Um, yes, it's <laughs> uh yes, Yeah, aside from that, um, I hope the Dune movie that comes out, I learned it was next November, not this November that just passed, um, starring Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. And uh, that should hopefully be a good movie. I don't see why it won't be. Um from that there was something else i thought about too uh there's some new albums saint vincent's going to drop another album next year
2: that's exciting
0: she said that no no hints but that's that's what i got so hopefully that's good oh i hope uh bioware doesn't fuck up mass effect 4
2: i agree I'm so nervous and excited. In fact,
0: I also hope they don't mess up the remaster of the original trilogy because it's really good to have games preserved and archived and to be playable on next generation consoles since backwards compatibility is not really a thing anymore unless you have a computer. Um, but yeah, if if they make that, the whole other generation gets to experience what I think is like my favorite video game franchise. So that's a good mm-hmm. thing about 2020. That's like a reason to live. Do you have any, Any? either of you have any other reasons to live that no. you can provide right now?
2: Apples.
0: Oh, apples. She is right behind my laptop screen right now. So
2: And marbles.
0: He pees on my floor every day. I don't think that's a reason to live.
2: He pees on my floor, too, but I still love him.
0: He's a shitty boy.
1: Winnie, do you have a question? Why are you rushing me? I was just wondering. We're at
0: an hour seven.
1: Yeah, we're kind of talking a long time. People have places to be. Not me, our listeners, because I value them. Sure. I do have a question. Is there anything that
2: you wish that you could go back and experience for the first time again?
0: Yes.
1: Great. Thanks. All right. This has been another episode of Blanket for a book. <laughs> <laughs> Um Well, what is it, Gabe?
0: I think you What's know what it thing? is. What would you think I would say?
2: Is it Mass Effect?
0: No, it's something a lot more simple than that. What I n- wish I could experience again for the first time marijuana
2: no i meant media oh that doesn't count damn it no drugs gosh we have to do media
1: (laughs) (laughs) i okay it's a wonderful life i only watch it once a year and if it were to be on the tv at any other time i will exit the room because it's wrong you watch it on december 25th after 10 p.m. and then you cry when it's over. That I've never movie, seen it. <laughs> I am appalled because I think, I truly think and I'm not even trying to be dramatic, like I really think the world would be a better place if everyone watched that movie. Because Yeah. Yeah, like it's just it just shows people the value of, of of them as a person in life and what it would be like if you took that away from yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. There's so many good takeaways from that movie.
1: And then when they sing Auld Lang Syne at the end, oh, I cry every time. Every time.
0: So if you saw be- that for the first time now, how shook would you be?
1: I mean, I would just, i the first time I saw it, I wept. Like, I wept for, like, probably 15 minutes. But weren't
0: you, like, seven?
1: No, I didn't see that until I was probably 18.
0: Oh, I thought it was a family tradition of yours to watch that. I
1: forced it on everybody oh. since I have been 18. Since oh, I was my 18. gosh.
0: I didn't know that was your idea.
1: <laughs> and I still cry every year, but, like, nothing was, like, the first time when I truly appreciated the value of George Bailey. Mm-hmm. So yes, Whitney, my answer is It's a Wonderful Life.
2: That is a wonderful answer.
1: And you are watching it later whether you like it or not. I also bought that on Amazon. I don't so. want
2: to. It's not Christmas. It doesn't have to be. Okay.
0: Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen before December 2021. You can't wait for these things now.
1: It's
0: true. Uh, I still haven't thought of a thing, but like... Toy you
2: story. have to hurry because I might pee myself. I have to go so bad. <laughs>
1: uh <laughs> i'm gonna answer for you if you don't answer
2: i'm just gonna go with mass
1: effect that's your answer
0: i mean that that is a good choice i think i'd like to re-experience apples for the first time
1: okay my get i'm gonna say heavy rain for you but <laughs> that's the only you don't even one like I've that played. game that much
0: i'm a pretty big yeah. fan yeah. of heavy rain
2: yeah but i saw your tier. it was pretty far down
0: No, it was really high. It was on my near-perfect list.
2: Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I confused that with Beyond Two Souls.
0: Yeah, anyway.
1: Heavy Rain is definitely way better than Beyond Two
0: Souls. Heavy Rain is... Would you like
1: to experience that again as if you were a fresh, fresh baby into the Heavy Rain world?
0: Like, I guess that'd be cool, but not like my first choice.
1: Well, you don't have a choice. You're just sitting there talking about cats. Media.
0: Yeah, well, Apples is right in front of my face right now, and it's just hard to resist because she's just so pretty and kind right now.
2: That's another episode of Blanket for Books. My
1: name is Rachel. My name is Whitney. Me.
2: Oh, sorry.
1: Sorry, I waited. My name is Rachel, and you can follow me at Abrams Records on Twitter.
2: My name is Whitney. I am at Witten Wisdoms on Twitter, and I have to pee.
0: And I'm Gabe, and you can find me at BoardSeed Seed on Twitter.
2: And our official Twitter is at Blanket Fort Book.
1: And Whitney runs all of that, so show her some love. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. week. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.